Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig DeLuz, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Fiorski, coming to you live from the East Coast. It's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown. 2A views, conservative news, and Craig, guess what day it is. <laughs> it's raining tacos from out of the sky tacos no need to ask why just open your mouth and close your eyes it's raining tacos it's raining tacos out in the street tacos all you can eat lettuce and shells Yes, folks, Taco Tuesday, my favorite meal of the week. Yeah, it is a good one. It's a good one, that's for sure. Can't beat the good ones. So, cannot beat the good ones. Cannot beat the good ones. Any uh, any special taco plans today? No, I before I realized it was Taco Tuesday, I had some leftovers. Uh, so, I well, had some ravioli, ravioli. Well, we have some leftover chicken, which is going to turn into chicken tacos this evening. So, there you go. I love the chicken tacos. I think they're my favorite. A little, little cilantro, a little onion, a little uh, adobe spice. Good to go. That's all you need. That's it. Yep. Yep. That's, That's it. Homemade street tacos. Get down with the get down. <laughs> get down. Get down. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get into the program. Uh, but as you know, before we do, we got to pay them bills. So let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Yep. Let's say hey to our good friends over at Hitman Industries. That's ooh, that's my phone, by the way. There we go. Uh, Genoa City, Wisconsin. Sorry, not answering. Uh, let's say hello to our good friends at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. Hitmanindustries.net. You got yourself an AR in the past five years. You probably have one of their barrels that don't even know it. Well, now you can buy from them factory direct. Just uh, check them out at hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting a good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Make sure you check out the California 6th Congressional Race while you're there. Craig Deleuze is North SAC. Uh, if you want the best in concealment holsters on the market, check out Hog Holsters. That's H-A-W-G holsters.com. The best in tactical concealed holsters available. Use the discount code The Rundown. It's all one word, no spaces, all caps. Get yourself a nice little discount. And if you're looking for field gear, going outdoor gear, tactical gear, whatever it may be, you can get everything except the gun at uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Please take a moment. Visit our sponsors today. Check them out. It's We make it real simple for you. We put the links in the description to this program. So all you got to do is go there, click on their website, check them out. If you like what you see, spend some money with them. Make sure you tell them those. The guys over at the Rundown were the ones that sent you. Also, if you haven't already done so, please make sure, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe. It, we don't care if you do it on Facebook or YouTube. That'd be fine, but but you don't have to. Make sure you're doing it on Rumble. Make sure you're doing it on Spotify. Make sure you're doing it on OpsLens. Make sure you're following us at the places where you know that our free speech rights are going to be protected. In fact, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook right now, I would encourage you, go over to Rumble. Just get out of there. Get out of there now. Like it and then leave. 
and then go over to Rumble, go over to Spotify. Go, well, Spotify's recorded, so you're you're not going to be able to comment on that. But uh, but oh, you you can on Rumble. So make sure you make sure you guys are following us uh, and uh, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. And with that, we're going to go ahead and move into our first story here. Um, New York, uh, while, while Mayor Adams there in New York is doing everything that he can possibly do to try and shed their, uh, their reputation as a sanctuary city, uh, Mayor, Mayor Adams has decided that, or the city council has decided, yeah, no, we're going to, we're still going to hand out cash. We're still going to hand out the cash. We're going to be good. In fact, in fact, let me clarify. We're still going to be a sanctuary city. In fact, we're not just going to welcome you, but we are going to offer you some cash for coming here to the fair city of New York. Uh, right here, we have New York immigrants receiving cash welfare payments after a quick rule change. It says here, Kathy Hochul, off, Kathy Hochul's Office of Temporary and Disability Assistance modified its safety net assistance programs parameters in 2023, making migrants who have filled out an asylum application forms uh, eligible to receive even more taxpayer dollars. A memo quietly sent out to New York welfare to, to New York welfare office workers from the Hochul administration on May 12th, 2023 carefully revised the standards needed to qualify for SNA, expanding them to include non-citizens who are considered permanently residing under the color of law. Procall is, is not an immigration status, but a public benefit category used by OTDA for the purpose of safety net assistance eligibility. The memo reads, before listing the several different kinds of immigration documentation SNA providers should accept from the migrants. So in other words, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pivoworski, um, they're creating an additional incentive for people to come to New York. I, I, I'm wondering how New Yorkers who are paying very, very high taxes... Uh, and receiving very little benefit for it and are being mugged and robbed at gunpoint by moped riding uh, 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 border crossers. I'm wondering how they feel about uh, about this idea. Well, like they're being mugged and robbed by Kathy Hochul. That's how they feel. You know, they, more of their money's coming out of their pockets and uh, they, they have to pay it out to these migrants. Uh, I, I, I can tell you, listen, those... Those folks out on Long Island, the uh, Nassau and Suffolk County, they've been they've been fighting with the state's uh, tax uh, withdrawals from them because they've been funding what's going on in the city and they've been funding what's going on around the state. They've been trying to, Craig, much like California, they're separating become their own their own state just to get away from it, to get away from the tax uh, the tax pressures that the state's putting on them. And now you've got Kathy Hochul coming in, taking from the good citizens that have still stayed in New York, whether they can leave or can't leave. Most of them cannot afford to leave, uh, and, and now she's stealing money from them. It's got to have them furious. Well, and once keep in mind, this is a state that's like, I mean, the state and a city that is basically saying we're going bankrupt because of of the you know the the tens of thousands of migrants that are being sent here. Forget the millions 
that are coming across our southern border that border states have to deal with. They're having to deal with tens of thousands. Uh, and it's it's basically because they because on top of being a sanctuary city, they have a right to shelter rule. It's bankrupting them as a city. And uh, and yet here you have Kathy Hochul and the and by the way, let's be clear, this passed the legislature. So this is a they have literally the Democrats who are in control of that state are providing an incentive for people to come to new to the United States in general to New York State specifically in order to uh in you know in order to 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 to, to live yeah absolutely right and, and she wrote in there right that uh these people were there uh legally right she said legally well they're well, it does, they're saying it doesn't have anything to do with their legal status. That what they're saying is, is that it has to do with their ability to give benefits. So, in other words, their immigration right. status is pending. Yes, that's what she called it, pending immigration status, which means illegal because they filled out asylum paperwork in New York rather than at the border when they came across. Well, exactly. Or, or, or even, or, no, or even they didn't even come across the border, like, like through one of the gateways. They just, you know, hopped a fence, went across a river, uh, climbed over some razor wire. I mean, clearly entered the country illegally. Yep. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I just, I'm, I'm wondering, and it, it you know, at a certain point, People are going to start to recognize that these are the people that they voted for and they've got to start voting differently. I mean, that, that guy who won the special election, uh, what's he called? Swazi? He won the yes. special election because he was uh, he was saying, we need to stop this invasion at our southern border, was kind of his yeah. campaign mantra. Am I, am I correct or am I incorrect? You're correct. It was it was this thing that we've seen, you know, many, many Democrats here in the last couple of months. They, they've jumped on the we must do something against immigration bandwagon because they know that's going to get the votes. That's going to get the those that that don't want to vote Republican uh, are going to are going are gonna to latch on to that Democrat new cry of we need a, we need uh, border reforms. And by the way, if you don't believe that this is happening, just Google it, and I'll tell you there are a lot of Democrats who are worried that this is the sign that they're going to come down. And they're going all of a sudden now immigration. Well, let me clarify: illegal immigration is now an, an issue in the Democratic Party. Yes, it has to be. The only one it's not an issue with is uh, uh, the, the president, right? And depending on the day of the week, of course, sometimes he he says we need controls down, we need a wall, and and other times he just does his Roomba thing. The southern border is secure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they sent AOC there. Yeah. There you go. All right, so this is a piece, and this is actually in response to a piece over at the New York Post. And now I will admit, first and foremost, it is an opinion piece. And here's why it's an opinion piece. Because the New York Times actually did something that they don't even realize that they have done. And that is their full-blown admission that they are teaching uh, critical race theory, or basically that they are teaching divisive, uh, divisive Marxist uh, uh, I, political ideology in schools. And this is an op-ed piece by Andrew Gutman, and I'll just read some of it here for you. Uh, schools are just teaching honest history. 
That's been the lie educators, teachers unions, and mainstream media have been parroting for three years in response to the growing chorus of parents of all political stripes concern, or asserting schools are indoctrinating the nation's children in critical race theory and leftist politics. Now the paper of record concedes we were right. In a front page article in Friday's New York Times, Ethnic Studies Collides with Israel-Hamas War, education reporter Dana Goldstein exposes the truth about K-12 education. The article is ostensibly about the blatant anti-Semitism embedded in California's ethnic studies curriculum, which must be in all public schools by 2025 and the graduation requirement by 2030. The legislation was pushed, of course, by the 310,000-member strong California Teachers Union, the largest affiliate of our country's largest teachers union, the National Education Association. As Goldstein reports, pro-Palestine activism is a core component of the ethnic studies discipline. California's, California's curriculum likens Palestinians to Native Americans, refers to Israel's Founding, founding as as settler colonialism characterizes Israel Jews as European settlers, and and oppressors, and harps on the boycott, divestment, and sanctions, uh, and sanctions movement. Now the article goes on to make a more specific tie to critical race theory, uh, but I'm not going to get into. That. I don't want to get into that right now. So you can go ahead, and I'm going to put a copy, of, a link of this article in the comment section. But the point is, is that what they're saying is, is that this has been always been about indoctrination and that's what they're trying to do. And it's, it's a particular political ideology that is being indoctrinated. Uh, it is the oppressor oppressed. Uh, the closer you are to the white Europeans, uh, your, the closer your proximity to whiteness, uh, the more evil you are and, uh, and therefore must be stopped and should not be allowed to have a voice and uh, should have to subjugate yourself uh, to those who uh, they believe are of lesser status. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we know this, right? We see that this has been happening, right? We finally got admission that this is happening. Um, we saw Eric Holder and, and, and then Senator Obama talk about this, you know, 20 years ago, Craig, where they said it was time to get into the schools and start indoctrinating people to their, their way of thought, to the liberal way of thought. And, and this is just that continuation of that. It's been going on since then. And now finally, 20 years later, they're admitting it, right? Well, exactly, exactly. In fact, here, I just found the section on critical race theory. Let me just get in right here. It says, and now the kicker, critical race theory and systemic racism are key concepts in the discipline and California's curriculum includes gender expression. New York's time on its cover, no less, just confirmed everything parents have been ridiculed, shamed, silenced, and labeled domestic terrorists by our own federal government for saying. In other words, if you said this, if you said that these things are included, uh, they said, no, it's not happening. You are a liar. Uh, you are you are trying to foment hate. Uh, you are a racist and a bigot and a homophobe and a transphobe and a communist and Everything else is evil. Uh, that is that that there is. Um, my now by now keep in mind, Mike. This is in a school system where less than 
somewhere around 20% of the students can read, write, and do math at grade level. Yeah. Yeah. Not like we should be focusing on the three R's, right? You know, we got, we got to focus on critical race theory instead of reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, CRT instead of RRR. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But... And once again, and they're wondering why, and by the way, just so you know, Mike, in record numbers, parents are pulling themselves, their kids out of public schools in California. And just so you know, not every school district is doing this right now. Uh, but the, the point is, is that it, it, once it becomes, so taking the sorts of courses where this stuff is allowed, and that's really what it is in the curriculum, it allows it, which then means that what's going to happen is textbooks and whatnot are starting to be written. Curricula are starting to be written. Uh, and pretty soon you're not going to have a choice or you're not going to be able to find curricula that doesn't include uh, this sort of hateful stuff. I, I'm sure it's already in the, the the textbooks. You know, they rotate the textbooks in every couple of years. I'm sure it's already in the textbooks, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I, sadly, I, I do believe that you would, you would tend it to be true. Um, I do know that there are a lot of teachers uh, who, who do not, who, who basically, uh, how shall we say, uh, exclude those sections. Uh, there are a lot of school districts that exclude those sections. Uh, but once again, they're also fighting against and not basically they're in non-compliance with the state uh, and hats off to them. I'm glad that yep. they're standing up to the state. Uh, we're doing that, uh, that cause that sort of stuff is not going to be included in any curriculum where I'm on the school board. Just saying. There you go. There you go. All right. Moving right along to our next story. I found this one to be curious, and I made sure to ask my good friend, Mr. Pilworski, about it because, you know, he's, he's, he's good on all things gun. Uh, but it, there was a story that came out where it said that Joe Biden signs critical new uh, gun control executive order. And it was actually issued, uh, the story was issued, it was put out, I saw it at, with, at Newsbreak. Uh, it was some, I think the outlet they're saying, I forget what the outlet was that they were saying it was. But anyway, it says here... Overview of executive order of gun control, right? It says, it says here, President Biden signs another gun control executive order amidst Kansas shooting. So they're trying to say, and by the way, you notice, look in the background there, you see that you see the Biden-Harris thingy, like the campaign thingy. Uh, what's interesting about this, Mike, is I've now I've read through the article, and the article doesn't really tell you at all what this brand new executive order does. And it says... There's going to be people who are going to be mad about it. Gun rights organizations that are going to be mad about it. And then they don't bother to tell you what gun rights groups have come out against it. So I'm having a hard time figuring out. I was having a hard time figuring out exactly what this executive order is because it, it doesn't really do anything new. It, it really doesn't. Um, Mike, what, do you, what, what, what was your take? And you, can, you already shared it with me, but let's share it with the audience. This is the this is the the, uh, the executive order that uh, the president signed back in March of last year. This is it was about it was about uh, uh, dealing firearms without a license and background checks. So what what they were trying to do was curb the amount of uh, people that were selling guns uh, without a license. Anybody that, that that meant if you were selling one gun, five guns, because the feds have never defined what's dealing in firearms without a license. Let's say, Greg, I've got ten guns. But I need to get rid of ten guns. Evidently, uh, that could be uh, construed as uh, you know dealing in firearms without a license, or it could be construed as I need money and I'm going to sell my guns off. Um, are there are there people out there that that you know 
buy and sell guns on a regular basis, uh, you know, to, to make their living off of? I, I'm, I'm sure there are the same way, you know, people, you know, buy and sell any of their property. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's the, it's the extreme minority. So what they're trying to do is by, by saying that they're going after those people, those people that are allegedly dealing in firearms without a license, they're trying to make everyone that sells a gun privately have to go through a background check. Now, there's really no enforcement method for this other than the ATF going around saying, are you dealing in guns without a license? No, I'm just selling two guns that I own. Oh, okay, carry on. So again, it, this is this is more of, uh, the president probably spouted it off, his, his executive order that he signed a year ago, which he probably thinks is yesterday. And now you've got some other news organization that couldn't do something as simple as a Google search and see that this occurred in March of last year. Now, just to just to just so you know that Mr. Pilworski knows exactly what he's talking about. Here's the press release, right? This is from January 2024, right? Supposedly, this is the press release that he is talking about. This is from January 25th. So this was from several weeks ago, right? And in there, they're referencing the executive order, right? There's the executive order. When what's the date on that executive order, Mr. Pilworski? March of 2023. March 14th, 2023. So in other words, he's got the media writing a press release about about a, a an executive order that he signed over um, almost a year ago. Now, Mike, I, I I think I have figured out what the what the dealio is. So one of the things working in media is you get really good at at recognizing stories that are produced by AI. This yep. was an AI-generated story. Someone put this go. together with AI because they're trying to promote gun control. They're trying to promote Biden and make him look good on his trip to California. And that's what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. And combine that with the president probably said something about this and, again, doesn't know the day of the week from the year that he's standing in. He probably was standing up and he was giving a thing and he was talking about his executive order to help gun buy. I'm going to California and we're going to talk about my executive order that I just signed. Just signed with my tapioca. And, uh, ta yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, yeah, just, just, uh, last, you know, last year. Comparatively speaking, what he's been in office fifty three years, so he just signed it last year. That's re that's relatively recent. That is for him. That is relatively recent. But once again, it is amazing that uh, once again they're trying to put the media is trying to push a narrative. The president is trying to push a narrative. They're trying to make it seem like he has done more than he has, and he just hasn't. I'm sorry. No. Well, let's be clarified. He's done a lot. None of it good. But he's done a lot. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Well, he's done he's done great things for comic relief here in the past uh, couple of years. So that's, that's oh yeah. What's what's the late night comedians decided that they just couldn't ignore Joe being Joe? You know, yep. it, it it late night comedy has become somewhat funny again because they're now actually being honest about the fact that dude is just too old to be. Let me clarify. I don't want to say too old. He's too senile. Because I know people his age who are solid intellectually, who can run circles around him. I mean, uh, uh, Thomas Sowell, one of the most prolific economic writers 
uh, in history. He's still writing and publishing, and he's in his 90s. Now, I doubt he's, I doubt, I'll put it to this way. He probably would not be doing as well if he were running the country, but that's why we don't have people 90 years old running the country. High stretch right. job. Not that there's not 90 not that there's 90-year-old people that aren't sharp out there. Listen, how about uh, how about uh, Brandon's opponent? He's uh, he's pretty sharp, comparatively speaking. They're pretty sharp from everything I've seen. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, moving right along. This was one that really kind of, when I saw this story, really kind of pissed me off because it, once again, adds to the story. It further communicates the issue that we're having with having biological males playing in girls' sports and how dangerous it, in fact, is. This is over at The Spun by Sports Illustrated. It says, high school team forfeits game after transgender player injures three girls. A high school girls' basketball team in Massachusetts reportedly forfeited its game at halftime following multiple injuries. A colleague... The Collegiate Charter School of Lowell reportedly forfeited its game against Kip Academy at halftime. Kip Academy reportedly has a transgender player on its roster. Multiple injuries were reported reportedly caused by the player during the game, uh, which got physical. Kip Academy was leading the game 31 to 14. However, It'll go in the in the rule book as a 10-0 win via forfeit. The the bench was already depleted going into the game, with the 12 player roster having four players unable to play. When when the coach saw multiple girls go down in the first half, leaving him with five players, he made the call at the end at the uh, to end the game early, uh, according to a report. Once the third girl was injured, uh, the remaining five expressed concern to him about continuing to play. The players uh, feared getting injured and not being able to com- to compete for the playoffs. Video has been trending on social media, so let's uh let's go to the video. So here's some of the video of the game. That's the that's the player, the one who just threw just. That's the biological male that just threw another player down on the ground, right? There's there's one of them. Let's see. Here's another one. Once again, bam. Threw the player on the ground. Player hit her head. I mean, dude, I ain't gonna lie. If if I were a father, if I were a father and I saw that happen. I would go down there and I would probably, it would be very, very difficult for me to not beat up the coach of the other team. I'm not going to lie to you. I, it would be, I would have a hard time. It's like, how dare you allow someone to do this to my child? It's it's like they got Bill Lambeer and Kurt Rambis out there playing against some middle school girls. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm with you, Craig. I would definitely go down there and hack a shack on the coach. Oh yeah, now now, well, and you know what? I was gonna say, I say, you know what? And I, by the way, if it was a female coach, I'd have a hard time because I, I don't believe in 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 hitting women. But I guess if if you identified, if a male a father identified as a female momentarily, I guess according to that coach, it would be okay. 
Yeah, there, that's, that seems to and, be the And standard. clearly, I am not condoning violence or violence against women. I'm not. That was that was a joke. It was a joke. I'm not condoning it. Let me be clear. But that is unacceptable. That is definitely not acceptable. No, um, and that's just one. Not. Again, that's just one of the players who got hurt. Think about it. You had three out of eight players got injured. Yeah, in the first half alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is just once again. That's just this incident. That's just this one. There was the, the remember the female female volleyball player who got hit in the face, who a year later was still dealing with, uh, with uh, with uh, CTE issues, traumatic brain yep. injury issues, TBI. I'm sorry, TBI. Um, yep. It at this point, this is not this is not a, a transgender issue. This is not a, this is literally about protecting people. There's a reason why, for example, in wrestling, you don't allow, you know, 103 pounders to wrestle 190 pounders. Very true. Very true. But uh, it doesn't seem to matter. They're going to make they want to make their political points more than they're worried about the safety of your children. Remember that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I anyway, I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't want to get it. And I don't think I should have to get it because uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it's just wrong. Wrong. And I hope those parents. I hope those parents sue the school. Sue the school. Sue the school that that. First of all, they should sue their school for for allowing that other player to play. Sue the other school. Sue the other school's coach, and sue school the whole sue the whole athletic commission. Uh, anybody who played any role in the decision to allow that player to play against those girls. I, I'd go a step further. I'd go to the local police and state attorney's office and have them file charges against the students and the coach. Yeah. Well, they would say, well, it was in the middle of a, of a sport. So they may have a problem with, they may have a problem with that, but three injuries by one player is a little bit hard to get back, get past. Throwing someone to the ground and bouncing their head off the uh, off the hard ball, the hard top, is not part of the sport. Uh, when fighting, when fighting for a uh, a, a rebound, because I, I will say that uh, I, I am I, I have played basketball and uh, have taken the ball from somebody who refused to let it go, and uh, well, let's just say that they they got bounced. <laughs> yeah, but they got. Getting bounced and throwing someone to the ground is different. The video I just saw was throwing someone to the ground. Well, the player had the ball and snatched the ball, and the person didn't let go, so therefore they fell to the ground. I've done yeah, that. Look like they put some look like they put some body into it. Also, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it is a it is a basketball move. We'll put it that way. It's still, yeah, once again, the, the physical differences the between the players. Yeah. Not good. To spin and strip the ball is, is a move. To spin, strip, and throw, force them to the ground with your body movement by pushing them down with your shoulder and your hip, that's not so much. Especially when you're considering male versus female. Not not a move that's required. Mm, I, I've, see, I've seen players do that and get away with it. Well, all right, Craig, then let's let them have them. Let's let them do this at your school then. Well, I just don't want boys doing it to girls. If girls do it to girls, that's fine. If boys do it to boys, that's fine. I'm talking about physically superior boy males doing it to females. No. Which is what we just watched on video. Exactly. 
Exactly. All right, moving right along, we're now to our parting shots, brought to you by Hog Holsters. Just go to hogholsters.com, use discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces, get your hog holster today. Uh, you might have heard that the city of San Francisco is now allowing a Chinese citizen, a non-citizen of the United States, to sit on their elections commission. And that, uh, that individual, well, is none other than Xi, because President Xi has been appointed to serve on San Francisco's election commission. Um, which, by the way, if it's any Chinese national, it might as well be Xi. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, right? Yep. All right, now we also have a confluence of, uh, of issues all colliding to create one tragedy there in New York City. And that is that uh, New York City teachers worry that trucker boycott could delay shipment of gay porn to schools. I mean, what are they going to do? How are they going to teach? Exactly. How, how are you going? How are they going to teach the kiddies gay without the gay porn? It's true. Because by the way, yeah. straight porn is not allowed in schools. Only gay porn. That's right. Because That's if you right. try to remove, and this is literally in California, I'll tell you this is funny because. I've had a lawyer tell me this, that if a book has objectionable material, if it has pornographic content in it, but it's an LGBTQ book, uh, you could be fined and lose funding if you remove it from your library. There yep. you go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's reasonable. that seems reasonable. That seems reasonable. <laughs> All right. The irony. This is this post right here. This is the very definition of of irony uh mike you want to describe this one to the uh the folks who are just listening why why, why i gotta describe this what, what, what is <laughs> I gotta describe. It's, it's, the, it's the back of a bus it looks like a city bus uh -huh. um and on the very on the very back of it is a placard uh you know about uh, about a third size it says honoring rosa parks and yet they put it on the back of the bus <laughs> They have a picture of Rosa Parks, and they're honoring Rosa Parks on the back of the bus. Is that not yeah. the very definition of of irony? I, I I believe so. Yes, sir. That's an honor of that's our Black History Month post for the day. Uh, there we go. Wow! All I have to say is wow. What bureaucrat? What bureaucrat blew that one? Yeah, yeah. It's probably some, side of the bus. Uh, uh, well, let's see. It's so it's a city bus, so it's probably a government job, which means it's it's in California. It's probably an immigrant that doesn't speak English. <laughs> an illegal immigrant. There you go. Probably, probably. All right, Mike. Well, before we tune out today, it's time to give one last quick shout out to our sponsors. You want to handle that for us? Yep. Hitman Industries, hitmanindustries.net. You can get rifle and pistol caliber barrels at any length you desire for your next AR rifle or pistol build. Make sure you check them out at hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Check out the California 6th Congressional Race while you're there. Craig Deleuze is North Sac. Uh, then, of course, if you want the best in tactical gear on the market, you're going hunting, fishing, getting your, uh, your 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 military on whatever you happen to be doing you can get everything except the gun at uscombatgear.com that's right folks please take a moment visit my website that's craigdelouse.com just visit craigdelouse.com 
drop off a little bit of cash, help a brother out. Look, we're we are spending a lot of resources on digital advertising, on getting stuff out. So every dollar that you spend goes right into advertising, goes right into reaching out to voters uh, and talking to voters and letting them know why they need to support Craig DeLuce for Congress. So please take a moment, support the campaign by uh, once again, getting the word out, kicking in a few bucks. That's CraigDeLuce.com. I'd like to also encourage you to visit all of our sponsors. The links are in the description to this program. Go there, click on the button, click on there. Visit them. Tell them the guys over at The Rundown sent you. And with that, we are done for the day. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you liking and sharing the program and encouraging your friends to do the same. We will be back tomorrow on Hump Day. Y'all stay safe.